Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Asheville Regional Airport. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus. Built with the zero landfill promise, all waste is recycled or reused with more at prestigesubaru.com. And Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. You'll be at the top of the city as you experience Asheville's history and scenic beauty, historic landmarks, and award-winning rooftop bars. Transportation is provided with tours offered daily, year-round. Find out more at AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC. Today we have a special edition of Speaking of Travel. My first guest today is Tina Kinsey, Asheville Regional Airport's Director of Marketing. PR, and Air Service Development. And Tina is here to talk to us about the Asheville Regional Airport, about flying for right now, what's happening. Tina, thank you so much for being here today. I know it must be really busy for you with all that's going on. It's a different kind of busy, uh, that's for sure. you know, and first of all, thank you for asking the me and the airport to be on the show. Um, you know, these are unprecedented times, and I think we're all taking it day by day and trying to do our very best, and that includes um, Asheville Regional Airport. And people are still flying, so let's talk about that a little bit and, and what that means to our community. Sure. Well, you know, people need to travel for a lot of different reasons. Um, it's not all business and it's not all leisure travel. Um, sometimes people are dependent upon air travel for medical purposes, um, you know, family emergencies. Uh, there can be so many different reasons why people need air travel. And airports are part of our nation's critical infrastructure. So, you know, we we have to remain open so that not only the movement of people can continue to take place, but, um, you know, if, for instance, the the airport infrastructure in our country needed to be used to move needed goods and services in efficient ways, you know, it's it's very important. Um, you know, we're used for private uh, travel, you know, general aviation and also military. So we must do our very best to remain open, and that's what we're doing. And it sounds like we all are in this together. We, we have to work together. And I know from my experience at the Asheville Regional Airport, there are so many people who all live in Western North Carolina, our friends and our neighbors, uh, who are there every day helping to make sure that people can get to their destination. And I want to say 
uh, thank you to all of them for helping us be able to remain uh, open and and able to fly when we need to. I appreciate you saying that. It's very true. There are thousands of people who have jobs at the airport or because of the airport in our community. Um, you know, absolutely, they are our friends and neighbors, and they're providing all kinds of services from, you know, I think about the custodians who work in the airport, and their job is very important, uh, especially right now. And they are they are really working hard, and, you know, maintenance professionals, um, our TSA and the air traffic controllers, um, you know, I could go go on and on and on. There are so many people um, tied to the aviation industry who have jobs in our community and and they're doing they're just doing their jobs and you know, showing up and making it happen. And they may be doing it differently. You know, we've certainly put some operational changes in place. Um, following CDC guidelines and um, you know we're we're doing our very best to focus not only on the safety of our customers and our passengers but also the uh, the team at Asheville Regional Airport so you know it's it's a very interesting time but I agree so proud of all these people I am so proud too so there's a lot that uh, we can continue to learn there's always current updates I know it's your uh, website, and if you have upcoming trips planned, that would be the perfect place to get up-to-date information. Why don't you let us know uh, how we can find out more about what's happening sure. at the Asheville Regional Airport? Well, the very best thing to do right now, if you have an up upcoming trip planned, um, just know that the airlines, they are being very flexible. Um, you can you know, wait until your trip gets closer to make decisions if you want to make some changes. They have a lot of flexibility right now. Um, and the very best thing to do is to contact, you know, go to your airline's website and see how they are handling uh, flight management. How are they making changes to itineraries and things like that. Um, and so I advise everyone, that's the best place to go. Um, because this time is so it's ever changing every day you know a flight may show up on a a flight um schedule but it might get canceled um you know the day of that flight or uh, you know before it shows up on a new flight schedule so again you have to be go straight to the source go to that airline's website um when you're managing your trip and then we can also go to the Asheville Regional Airport website to find out more information to uh, just about what's going on right there. Absolutely, and we, we're updating that on a daily basis. So if people have questions about how the airport is operating, we may not have changes to that information every day, but we're addressing it every day just to make sure the information we are providing is timely. And, and that is that flight. Yes, that's flyavl.com. So it's flyavl.com. Well, Tina, mm -hmm. I can't thank you enough for, for taking some time with us today. At, uh, here on Speaking of Travel, I know that my listeners are uh, travelers. They're dreaming already of when they can travel again. Uh, 
wanting to keep up with what's current, make sure that they're too on top of what's happening. And, and again, I want to thank you and your team of dedicated professionals for, for being there on the, on the ground, as they say, to make sure that we have the information that we need and that those flights are coming in and out and, and that the place is, is tip-top clean. Well, very good. Yes. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. All right. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. We've been talking to Tina Kinsey at the Asheville Regional Airport, and we will be right back. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog, rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville, Prestige Subaru, on the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Hi, I'm Kay, the founder and owner of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. You usually hear me talking about our tours from the rooftops in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina. Currently, our country and the world are going through an unprecedented time with the COVID-19 pandemic and the fear and economic uncertainty that it is creating in our world. We in Asheville, a city that has been welcoming tourists to the healing properties of our Blue Ridge Mountains since the 1800s, are feeling it as well. Many things have been put on hold, but together we will get through this. Our times to explore the world or even our local hometowns and reconnect with friends and loved ones is in our future. Be strong, stay safe, and when you are in Asheville, look us up. We would love to show you the city from a bird's eye view. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I am excited to have... Um, to have had Tina Kinsey from the Asheville Regional Airport on the show to be able to tell us what's happening at the Asheville Regional Airport, what it's like to um, recognize that people are still flying, they are still having to go places, and someday we'll all be able to go places again. In the meantime, let's do a little bit of time travel, go back in time, and listen to some of the past episodes of Speaking of Travel. You can be inspired and start doing some research yourself on where you want to go down the road. And it's easy to do. All you have to do is click on the Speaking of Travel website. That's speakingoftravel.net. And you can listen to any past episode of Speaking of Travel. And you'll be able to really close your eyes and be carried away to places from around the world and where you can go yourselves someday, and hopefully it won't be long. I'm also excited to be able to share with you my guest today, who is scheduled to be on Speaking of Travel. Uh, he's here by phone. It's Michael Pondle. He is the development coordinator for the Western North Carolina AIDS Project. And Michael, I am so really happy to have you on the show, and it's so fortuitous that you were scheduled to be on today 
to talk about what's going on with the WNC AIDS Project, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Marilyn. Michael, I know that every year uh, the Western North Carolina AIDS Project has a big Dining Out for Life event and that it's been postponed. Tell us a little bit about how we can um, continue to support WNC AIDS Project and our local restaurants during this time. It's a great question. You know, we've been doing our Dining Out for Life event on the last Thursday of April since 2002. This is our 19th year, and it's the first year that we've had to postpone it, which we were all very disappointed about. But then again, when you have an event that is entirely based on people going out to eat, uh, we didn't really have a choice, unfortunately. But we want everybody to stand in solidarity with our local restaurants and breweries and coffee shops that are going through such a difficult time right now. And especially those that have participated in Dining Out for Life, you know, these are places that have given 20% of a day's sales to HIV AIDS for years, for decades in some cases. And so we encourage everybody to go to AIR's website, the Asheville Independent Restaurant Association, you know, look up your favorite local restaurant and order delivery, order takeout, uh, or purchase a gift card so that when all of this is over, uh, you will have purchased yourself a free meal. Uh, and in the meantime, you'll be supporting our local restaurants, which really are the backbone of our WNC community. Um, and the same goes for WinCAF. You know, we're um, we're struggling like a lot of other nonprofits during this time, um, and it, it's so easy to feel helpless in a time like this. But you really can make an impact by donating to your favorite local nonprofit. Maybe that's WinCAF. Maybe that's not. But either way, we really can make an impact just from the comfort of our own home, and that goes for restaurants and nonprofits. I love that. It's so affirming when we talk about coming together as a community, uh, especially during trying times, and being able to make a difference, help out in any way that we possibly can. So, Michael, give me a, a little overview when you talk about WinCab of the history and, and what your services are. Yeah, so the Western North Carolina AIDS Project, WINCAP, was founded in 1986 in the early days of the AIDS epidemic. And at that time, it was a loose group of volunteers. And at that time, we really acted as a hospice service because in those days there were not very good treatments for AIDS and it was basically a death sentence. So we visited people in the hospital, we brought them food, we brought them flowers. Uh, in those days there was quite a bit of stigma around the disease. Um, in some cases people's own families didn't visit them so we were providing really critical services. And as time has gone on, our services have expanded to prevention, education, 
uh, harm reduction and pharmacy services. Uh, we now have a staff of about 25 people. Our service area is 18 counties in Western North Carolina. We have offices here in Asheville, as well as Franklin, which is in Macon County and Cleveland County. Um, and we serve thousands of people a year who are either living with HIV or they are at risk of HIV AIDS. That is phenomenal. And how that has grown over all these decades now of really beginning during the time of uh, what was then a, a health crisis of gigantic proportions. And Ironically, we find ourselves right now with a health crisis of gigantic portions, um, and it sounds like WinCap has kind of had a head start on uh, helping others. How could we look at that today, Michael, in, in that kind of frame? You know, it's funny because there are some eerie parallels between the AIDS epidemic and the current coronavirus COVID-19 epidemic. On the one hand, you know, well, first of all, I should say that an important difference is that COVID-19 has a far lower mortality rate than AIDS did in the early days. So that's a good thing, right? We're looking at about a 1% mortality rate for COVID-19, which is still about 10 times higher than the ordinary seasonal flu, so it's still quite dangerous. But I think that we've learned a lot of lessons from the AIDS epidemic that can be applied now. Um, for one thing, we're all in this together, right? When we're dealing with infectious disease, even more so than in the 80s, we are so interconnected. and a disease, a virus, doesn't discriminate. You know, um, in the early days of AIDS, and even still today, you know, there's a lot of stigma around HIV, and sometimes people try to marginalize it to this or that uh, group, you know, whether it's gay men or hemophiliacs or whatever. And, you know, certain people today are calling the coronavirus the Chinese virus. We've seen hate crimes against Asian Americans, people not going out to eat Chinese food and, and ridiculous things like this. So it's it's a campaign against stigma and misinformation. Um, and instead, promoting proper scientific education. Uh, back in the day, we were promoting uh, using condoms and safer sex and disclosing your status. And today we're talking about washing your hands, using hand sanitizer, social distancing. So it's slightly different, but it's the same in that if we all adopted these preventative measures, we can really flatten the curve and slow the spread of this virus. So, um, you know, you said that WinCap in some ways has a head start. Uh, you know, I, I think that's true, but, but I also think that we need to be really strong and really clear in, in broadcasting this information to, to as wide an audience as possible. That is really beautifully said and, and so concise. And, and really what we're looking for today, too, is uh, a voice of reason, being able to be compassionate. And uh, Michael, what is the website? How can people find out more information? 
Yeah, so you can visit wincap.org. That's W-N-C-A-P dot O-R-G. You can also send an email to info at W-N-C-A-P dot O-R-G or find us on social media. Thank you, Michael. When we, when we come back, I want to be able to talk a little bit more about um, ways that uh, this COVID uh, virus is affecting the populations that we're dealing with and, uh, and look at, again, some hopeful ways that we can all move forward. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel, and we'll be right back. This is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. I wanted to talk with you about practicing patience. Travel can be a stressful experience if you let it be. There's so much out of your control, especially if you experience inclement weather, long lines, mechanical delays, or other unexpected events. Take a deep breath and prepare yourself from the very beginning of your journey to be patient and ready for unexpected things to happen. Download movies or podcasts to your mobile device. Bring an extra book to read. Tuck your journal into your backpack and do some writing if you find you have the time. Some travelers even practice yoga or meditation during travel delays, a great way to keep calm and carry on. This has been Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and thank you joining us today on this special edition of Speaking of Travel. We have some wonderful uh, guests today, Tina Kinsey from the Asheville Regional Airport, uh, talking about what's happening at the uh, airport here in Asheville and uh, ways that we're all working together. And I'm also talking to Michael Pondle. He is the development coordinator at the WNC AIDS Project. And Michael, Talking about working together, everybody coming together as a community, is it's just so reaffirming and so refreshing right now. And you were talking about your Dining Out for Life uh, event that has been postponed, uh, supporting our local restaurants. That's such an important part of what we're doing. Uh, and before the break, we were talking about the AIDS epidemic and, and how to respond to what's going on now. Give us an idea of ways that this virus is affecting the populations that we're dealing with and how we can be of service. Yeah, so we know a couple of things about this new coronavirus. We know that because it's new, nobody on planet Earth has a natural immunity to it. And in fact, the World Health Organization has estimated that as many as 70% of the global population could 
contract this virus. So, so that applies equally to everybody. But we also know that the virus impacts different populations in different ways. The good news is, is that the majority, the vast majority of people that contract this virus will have mild to moderate symptoms. They might have a light fever, they might have cough, they might have some shortness of breath. So it's not pleasant, but it's also not life-threatening. However, for a minority of people, uh, they will experience severe symptoms that may require them to go into the hospital. And the people most uh, susceptible to those severe symptoms are elderly people, so folks over the age of 60, 65, something like that, and a class of people called immunocompromised people. That means people that have uh, some sort of weaker or more defenseless immune system than the average person. And so this could be somebody with a chronic condition like diabetes or high blood pressure. And it also includes people living with HIV, which by definition is a virus that attacks a person's immune system. So the good news is that treatments for HIV have gotten so good that the average person living with HIV who's receiving proper treatment actually probably has about the same quality of immune system as somebody who's HIV negative. We're looking at something called the CD4 count. That measures the amount of white blood cells in your immune system. And in fact, a person living with HIV today can even get to the point where the virus in their blood gets to such a low level that they're what's called undetectable, meaning we cannot actually detect HIV in their blood. They cannot actually transmit HIV any longer to another person. Now, those people are probably at about the same risk as any other HIV negative person. That being said, this is a new virus. We're still learning a lot. Scientists are working very hard. And so at this time, we encourage everybody living with HIV to take extreme precautions, whether or not they are undetectable. Well, that sounds very reasonable. And and one thing that I do want to stress, Michael, in, in having you on the show today is that this is really a global issue. Uh, it's not just Western North Carolina. This What you're saying is true everywhere in the whole wide world. Absolutely. I mean, when you're dealing with something like an infectious disease, a virus, it, it goes far beyond our own borders. You know, of course, right now we're focused on, you know, how many confirmed cases are in our service area. WinCap set up a protocol several weeks ago that said as soon as we get a confirmed case in our service area, we would close down our offices and require all staff to work from home. That has indeed happened, but I will say we are still doing no-contact syringe services out of the parking lot of our Asheville office. That means folks can still come and get sterile syringes and naloxone, which, re which reverses overdoses. And if you're a WinCap client, you can still access case management services over the phone and you can still get transportation services in cases of 
emergency. But um, yeah, just like everybody else, um, our folks have been really affected by this. And as you said, Marilyn, it's not just people living with HIV in Western North Carolina. That's all over the country and the world. Services being cut, uh, people having to stay at home. That has a big impact on on marginalized folks. Absolutely. Well, let's let's give a little hope and some idea of uh, what we can do to help, uh, how we can be of service. You talked about uh, certainly supporting our restaurants and our local communities. Uh, anything else you can think of, Michael, that would be uh, a positive way to let people know that we are all in this together? Yeah, you know, it's funny, even though there's so much bad news, it seems, coming out in the last couple of weeks, I've actually been probably more inspired over the past couple of weeks than maybe I ever have been. Because, for example, even though the WinCap offices have had to close, we have had amazing volunteers step up and say, you know what? I want to come to your office and and distribute needles and distribute naloxone because these people need us. You know, we've had staff who have said, you know what? I know that you're telling me to work from home, but I care about our clients. I care about these people. Nobody else is going to help them. So I'm going to keep coming in basically until <laughs> basically until I can't anymore. Um, and we've seen the same thing with people delivering food. You know, a lot of our folks um, have trouble getting enough to eat. And so we have a food delivery program. And, you know, come hell or high water, these volunteers are going to keep coming in and delivering food. So in times like this, you know, in times when the crisis level is really high, I think that you can actually see the best of humanity come out. Um, I see this in the ways that people are helping out food service workers uh, by donating to certain funds that are helping to uh, keep service, keep food service employees afloat. Uh, I already mentioned buying gift cards and purchasing takeout. So there's a lot of things that people can do right now from, from the comfort of their home that, that'll make a huge impact in people's lives. Well, Michael, I can't thank you enough for being on Speaking of Travel today, and I want to make sure that my listeners know how they can get in touch with you, with your organization, and find out current information uh, to help them. Yeah, I would encourage folks to visit the WinCap website. That's wncap.org. You can also send an email to info at wncap.org or find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're, uh, we're posting uh, new stories as they become available, and uh, we're letting folks know how they can help out if that's something they want to do. Well, thank you again, Michael. This is Marilyn Ball. We'll be back after the break with our fellow traveler, Doc Lawrence, to, uh, to, to speak about what's happening out there today on the Gourmet Highway. Again, Michael, thank you so much for being on the show today. This is Marilyn Ball. We'll be right back. At Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, we welcome folks from around the world and locally onto our tours. 
People love to travel and discover new places and new experiences, and we love being a part of that here in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina. Most of us right now are not traveling due to the COVID-19 pandemic sweeping across the globe. While travel and tourism make up the biggest part of our regional economy, providing thousands of jobs, and our community greatly feels that loss in tourism right now, we know that there will be time to travel safely in the near future. We wish everyone good health and safety during this time. Community is what brings us together. We at Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours look forward to welcoming you to our community and showing you the city from a bird's eye view. Every story has its beginning, a starting point from which it wanders the long and winding road, weaving its way toward the final word. It is on this road where the greatest moments often lie, where memories are made, lessons are learned, and where experiences can be valued forever. Each story is a journey, blind to what lies ahead and conditioned by the road behind. While the destination may or may not be known, each journey is unique, unfolding in the moment and defined by those at the wheel. Regardless of where your journey takes you, it remains yours to create. Embrace the journey. Find your ride at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and it is time to catch up with our good pal, Doc Lawrence, along the Gourmet Highway. And this week, Doc is going to begin to prepare for some new adventures. He's going to take us through a nostalgic review of where we've been over the last two years. He's going to acknowledge the spiritual wonders of travel and make a commitment to hit the road again, seeking those new places and faces that that enrich our lives and share with us here on Speaking of Travel. Hey, Doc, this has been a rough time for everybody. How are you doing? Marilyn, let me apologize first to the Scottish poet John Donne, but his words now have special meaning to both of us and to the audience. No man and no woman is an island. When someone suffers, we all are affected. Therefore, we never sin to learn for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for me and you and everyone else. It's not us versus them. It's everyone. And we are all one. And when we act as one, we are better. Travel, Maryland, as you know far better than I, is the realization of a dream. How many remember how stimulating and thrilling books and movies made us feel during childhood. Mark Twain's Life on the Mississippi and The Innocents Abroad, Huckleberry Finn and Jim, musicals like Singing in the Rain and South Pacific in Oklahoma. We soared to other worlds. Our imaginations thrived. Travel is exciting. New people, new places. Our souls grow. We breathe air never before breathe, and we are better. Let's keep that vision, that ambition glowing, and start dreaming about those trips in the near future. And the future is coming, and it's coming soon. Marilyn, I did a little review for us and some of the places that we've been together on Speaking of Travel and the Gourmet Highway. Some of the highlights are just fascinating. You know, my own career as a traveler was somewhat accidental. I went to Havana 
as a kid to play baseball. I got my first taste of Key West and loved it instantly. And I returned and returned and was lucky enough to return one time with you. Wasn't it fun eating at that French bistro? Wasn't it fun touring Papa Hemingway's home? I still have the photographs and the memories are forever embedded in my mind. I did my undergraduate work as a kid at Florida State in Tallahassee, and I got to know the Florida cracker culture, which has been a personal treasure to me. And it's nothing to do with a slur or slander or rednecks, not a bit. That culture goes back to the Spanish conquistadors 500 years ago. This experience allowed me to visit the Okefenokee Swamp, the Suwannee River, the Everglades, and other places like Cedar Key. I hitchhiked to New Orleans when I was a kid, returning twice to march with my ROTC unit in Mardi Gras. How many kids could say that? My life was changed forever, and I was going to be on the road come hell or high water. Books by Ernest Hemingway excited me. I learned about French, German, and Italian cuisine, and the great Creole and Cajun food of Louisiana. I actually met Chef John Foles, Paul Prudham, Julia Child, Emeril Lagasse, and dined one time with the great-great-great-granddaughter of the founder of Antoine's in the French Quarter, the oldest family-owned restaurant in North America. When I had less than a few bucks, I went to the Faulkner House in the French Quarter, borrowed a book, sat out on the patio, and drank coffee for a dollar twenty-five the same as Tennessee Williams once did. Marilyn, I learned early on that hitting the road was freedom, and you know that as well as I do. There's a release. There's something that is within us that is just daring us to get out and find what the world's really about. For the past two years, you know, we've gone a long ways. We've seen a lot of things together. Throughout the South and beyond, Key West, Palm Beach, Naples, Eatonville, Jacksonville, and Monticello in Florida, Thomasville, Colonia Farms, Athens, Rome, and of course Atlanta in Georgia, my hometown. We've climbed Stone Mountain and marveled at Lookout Mountain. We've walked through the University of the South. We've judged barbecue at the Jack Daniels Festival in Lynchburg, Tennessee. Nashville, Maryland has welcomed both of us with open arms. We've walked through the Country Music Hall of Fame. We've enjoyed the splendor of the Hermitage Hotel and eaten pretty doggone well, I think. Memphis is the mecca of rock and roll in America and the world. Think about it. B.B. King, Tina Turner, Elvis, Johnny Cash, Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Perkins, all at Sun Records. We've been to say prayers and wipe tears away at the Lorraine Motel in Memphis where Dr. King was murdered. Louisville, Maryland, for some reason, keeps bringing us back. Is it just the bourbon or is there more? Maybe the lure of Muhammad Ali and his legacy there, or the world-class restaurants, or the Kentucky Derby. Who knows, but it's friendly and it's an awful lot of fun. North Carolina has a special place. It's your home and Hendersonville, near your home, will someday be my final resting place. Everything good and decent in this great country has roots in Mount Airy, the home of Andy Griffith. Well, you know, 
Nothing Maryland this side of Napa compares to the great vineyards of the Yadkin Valley, that marvelous expanse in your state where you can find anything with the word Cabernet on it at the drop of a hat. Charlottesville, Richmond, Williamsburg, or Heartland, we return to Monticello and always leave enriched. There's something about Jefferson that won't let you go. You can't forget him. Maryland, we've just scratched the surface, and we've got a long ways to go. When this plague has been defeated, and it will be, let's resolve to take another trip together. Why don't we make it several hundred trips? I'm going to give you some suggestions and see what you think. Let's go meet Scott Joplin in St. Louis, Tennessee Williams in Key West, Eudora Welty in Jackson, Mississippi, Thomas Wolfe and Steve Martin in Nashville, Pat Conroy in Beaufort, South Carolina, Jimmy Carter in Plains, Georgia, Amy Lou Harris in Birmingham, and old Willie in Austin. I'll pick up a few extra bottles of Jack Daniels, toss in some North Carolina, Virginia, and Georgia wines. We'll just see how much fun we can really have. There's a big world out there. It's weighing on us, and we're going to find it somewhere between El Paso and Washington, D.C., well, Maryland, that's it for now. I'm about wore out with all these dreams, and I need to take a break. So for Maryland Ball, and speaking of travel, this is Doc Lawrence, safe at home in Atlanta, wishing you lots of love and happiness, and I plan to see you soon in your hometown. Thanks, Doc. We look forward to lots of new adventures with you and getting back on the road again on the Gourmet Highway. This is Marilyn Baugh. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel. This is a special time, and we all need to keep dreaming of traveling. We need to pay attention to being of service to our community, to our loved ones, and to the people who make our lives so important. Go out and sit in nature, dream big, and remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. (laughs) 